Hi there, just a quick message before we get started. As we move forward with the podcast, we would like to give you the opportunity to participate in various challenges that are exciting and affordable. This month, we are offering a 21-day meetings challenge that gives you all the key tools that you need to participate at a higher level in your English meetings, such as agreeing, clarifying, disagreeing, making suggestions and interrupting. All the essential stuff. So if you're interested in getting to the next level with your English meetings, click the link in the show notes and sign up free to the waitlist. The link will only be available until the 27th of May. So make sure you don't miss out. Okay, now let's get on with the show. Welcome to episode 44 of the Transforma to English Professional podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Smith. Today, I will be talking with Alistair, an amazing coach from my team, all about why it's always best to say CV rather than curriculum, except in the US where they use a French word, why Alistair sometimes uses the Spanish pronunciation for LinkedIn, the strategy you should adopt if you need to translate your CV into English, a few key words that you must get right when you are talking about your qualifications, and some common pitfalls in terms of expressions you are likely to use. This podcast helps you push your business English communication skills to the next level so that you can grow professionally and achieve your international career goals. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Enjoy! Hi everyone. Today what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about CVs. And these are, of course, very important documents. They can, in many ways, change your life if you're applying for a job that you really, really want. So, as usual, Alistair is here with me. Hi, Alistair. Hi, Daniel. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. So, what we are going to do today is, yeah, talk a little bit about CVs. And we thought we would start off right at the beginning, really, which is what actually a CV stands for, right? Because even just the idea of mentioning the word CV is not always that simple because Spanish speakers might think of something else. They might think of a different word. Well, it's strange because it's it's Latin, no? That's curriculum right. vitae, of, mm. which I'm not quite sure what that actually means, but we call it a curriculum vitae in mm. Latin. So, And then we shorten it, we abbreviate it because it's quite complicated, curriculum vitae to mm. CV. So everyone says CV most of the time. Yeah. Except in the United States, and listeners may have noticed, well, South American listeners in particular probably notice this because they tend to have a lot more influence of American, US English, is they would say a, re, no, a, re, they call, a, a resume. A resume, yeah. A resume, no, which is yeah. French. Resume. Yeah. Even with an accent on, I think. It does resume. have an accent. Yeah, it has an accent at the end there, which, which is, is very. Which is resume, no, a summary yeah. is what it means, no, but they say yeah. resume. Which, but in Britain, we nobody uses that. We'd always say CV. That's so I think in the United States, they don't. I mean, I think I've heard very occasionally Americans saying CV, but not very often. I think mm. they would 90% of the time, they would call it a resume. I have to send my resume to somebody. 
I think they would. I think they would use that word. And it's kind of strange word in the fact that it does have an accent. And that's kind of very, very unusual in English. We we only have an accent on a few words, I think. And the most, of the, most of them obviously have been imported from other languages. So yeah. this this was definitely one of them and definitely for sure comes from, from French. But as you say, yeah, used in used in the US, but not used at all in, in the UK. United Kingdom, no, we'd yeah. always say CV. We would always say CV. That's right. Mm. Yeah. So, so yeah. Yeah, that's 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 an important one to start off with. Partly because Spanish speakers might be tempted to say something like, "Can I send you my curriculum?" Right? They might be tempted to say that, and it's much much better to say CV rather than curriculum because curriculum is actually used in a different context in the UK, right? Yeah, it's the the school curriculum. So the mm. the content of the course, what you study in a school year determined by, I don't know, if it's a state school, I suppose the government or Ministry Mm. of Education, or I'm not quite sure who, or the school itself decides what the students will be studying that year. So I don't know, it's like contenido del curso. I'm not quite Mm. sure what you would say in Spanish. Is the curriculum. So you talk about the school curriculum. Yeah. So it could be some, yeah, confusion there. So it's better just to say either curriculum vitae which nobody says nobody says that no yeah cv but if you say curriculum yeah it's ambiguous because it's it is yes people could be confused so a curriculum is what you study at school the content of the course and a cv is as we know what you your summary of your work experience and education to send to a potential employer that's right trying to get a job yeah, so the crux of the issue there is that you should pretty much, if especially if you're doing anything related to the UK, is that you should get used to this whole idea of the CV. Whether you are referring to it in terms of sending it to somebody or sending it to you know a department of some kind, a hu- human resources department, or even when you're referring to it when you're actually in the interview later on, right? And I think mm. this is also where some people you know have, make some mistakes. Well, I imagine you're there in, in an interview and you say. Well, you might be able to see that on my curriculum, you know, Hmm. and there you're kind of like somebody think, well, that's not quite right. You know, you should be saying CV or if you're in the United States, my resume. Right. So, you know, just I was going to say that it's important to know that difference. So if you're applying for a job with an American company, multinational. Hmm. Yeah. With Apple, Microsoft or whoever it may be, Coca-Cola, then yeah, use use the word resume. resume. Don't yeah. use the word. Well, if you said CV, they'd understand. They'd you know understand, yeah. That'd but it, it yeah. would look better to use the word they use in the United States. Yeah, absolutely. But if yeah. you're dealing with a British company or a, well, or a multinational isn't specifically based in the USA, a European multinational, then uh, yeah, you use the word CV. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, just to avoid that small mistake is like people will probably understand you exactly, you know, that if you said curriculum, just, you know, people would understand you, there's no question. But it just shows that you're not quite clear. It's not it's a little bit lower level English, if you just say curriculum, Mm -hmm. because there's still a, there's a sort of doubt there, you know, you say, well, normally, we talk about curriculum related to school curriculum. So it's a bit, Mm -hmm. it's a bit strange to use it in that context. So avoid that pitfall, if you can, you know, that's a good word pitfall, pitfall. Yeah. Yeah, maybe we should explain that a pitfall. Yeah, a pitfall is basically something where, you know, it's a like a trap, really, right? It's, a, it's a, something that you could likely fall into, right? Well, a pit is a hole in the ground. Absolutely, yeah. And pitfall is fall into the hole in the ground, which is not yeah. a good thing, no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You don't want to right. fall into that hole because it's difficult <laughs> to get out again or it's you could injure yourself. So, yeah, metaphorically speaking, a pitfall is something you want to avoid. It's something not good, 
you want yeah. to avoid like a hole in the ground. You don't Absolutely. want to fall into it. No? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, good word. And it's written together, pitfall. No, it? it is. So it's a composite of two words. So. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So you avoid it, the, the pitfall of using the wrong word. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, good. Now, what we're going to do, because, of course, you and I, we actually haven't probably touched our CVs for quite a long time. Mm. But we did want to kind of give a little anecdote about your story that you might have about when you uploaded your CV to LinkedIn. Now, of course, there are a number of things here. There's the the story itself, but also how we pronounce TIN in English. We'll come on to that later about pronunciation of LinkedIn. Mm. But tell us a little bit about, you know, your process of of uploading your details to LinkedIn. Yeah, well, only that we were speaking while we were preparing this, that, you know, when was the last time we did a CV? So it's a long time since I've sent a CV to anyone. And I think the last time I actually looked at my CV and updated it and did something with it was probably, that I remember at least, was to upload it in in LinkedIn. I have to get it right, the pronunciation. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Um, I know it's I, difficult for you. I know it's difficult because you almost kind of for nat- naturally almost say it the Spanish way, right? Yeah. Well, we spoke about this in a previous episode. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. LinkedIn, LinkedIn didn't exist when I came to Spain. So it's oh, of course. New. That's right. Yeah. Of course, so I've yeah. learned about this thing from, you know, Spanish people or in Spain. <laughs> yeah, so they say it's right. LinkedIn. Yeah, that's right. So everyone's always said to me, LinkedIn. So I just copy the way they say it. Go, oh, LinkedIn. That, but then you corrected me when we talked and you said, no, it's LinkedIn. It's not LinkedIn. Yeah. That's so right. I've got this bad habit of pronouncing <laughs> it in the in the Spanish way. That's anyway, right. so yeah, I, I uploaded it to LinkedIn. Mm. So you have to do your profile and then you sort of attach your curriculum, no? your mm-hmm. curriculum vitae, your CV, mm-hmm. yeah, or your resume, or your resume. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's the last time I think I looked at it, and that was years ago. I can't remember when it was, but I don't know, five, six years ago, perhaps. I really. Yeah. No idea. And since then, I'm not sure I've even really should go into it quite regularly. I know maybe once a year and update it. Yeah. Uh, But I don't think I have. So I don't use LinkedIn very often. That's right. So it's sort of sitting there for years without much change. Yeah. I think lots of people are, you know, have that same approach with LinkedIn, to be honest. They, mm. they kind of upload their details and human, res- you know, if they do apply for a job, then mm. the human resources can always like, look at yeah, that you profile. Might send a link, you know, to yeah, it. you can. Yeah. And it's kind of useful. It means that you don't have to send a PDF, right? You can yeah. just send a mm. link and they can check it all out. It means it can't be so tailored, of course, because it has to be quite general on, on LinkedIn. And we'll kind of go into that whole idea of making things a little bit more tailored later on in this episode. But yeah, yeah. Just going back to that pronunciation issue. Yeah, it is kind of important. I mean, like obviously, if you are talking about LinkedIn here in Spain, then just obviously use the Spanish pronunciation, because I know mm. that some people are kind of like know about this. And then they kind of say, Oh, well, if the right pronunciation is LinkedIn, then I'm going to use LinkedIn in Spain, you know, but that that probably is just confusing. So obviously, mm. if you're, you're, you're here in Spain, just use LinkedIn. But uh, but if you're speaking to anybody, you know, in the in the UK, in the United States, mm or pretty much anywhere outside Spain. Maybe I'm not sure about the other non-native you know, speaker. I don't know Italy. Yeah. They also say LinkedIn. No, well, I'm yeah. I'm no idea whether that's yeah. the case or not. But yeah. anyway, you know, like if you're speaking to a native speaker, definitely try to get that T sound in there. Yeah, linked in. Yeah. It's like the ED, basically. You know, just as yeah. with past verbs, you have to sometimes use the T sound, and linked in is definitely one of those. So make sure you get the T sound in there. And the name, I imagine, link as a link is a connection, mm-hmm. no, to be linked, to be connected yeah. to something. Yeah. And yeah. that's the idea. You're linked 
in with a network of other people, no? Yeah. So you're part of a network, you're linked, you're connected to all these millions of people around the world. Absolutely. So I suppose that's the origin of the name linked in. Absolutely. And with that verb in itself, when you're using it in the past tense, right? You use, you know, I'm I'm linked to him or I linked up with him, you know? There there are lots are, you know, you have to get the pronunciation right there. So here Mm. in this particular name you also have to get that pronunciation right so yeah get that t sound in there when you are speaking to native speakers super it, important it's interesting that i've noticed i've not really thought about it before that the word pronunciation has two p- pronunciations so you, <laughs> That's you, true. you pronounce it pronunciation i think yeah and, I, and I, I pronounce it pronunciation that's true so it's, it's ironic that the word <laughs> pronunciation has true. two pronunciations that's right the two pronunciations that's, yeah pronunciations yeah that's yeah. true i think that, both that is crazy no, I've heard I, both. I think they're both are correct yeah. yeah i i do i generally do because i think i look that up even but yeah pronunciation which is the one that you use and pronunciation yeah yeah because yeah. the verb is to pronounce that's it right. Actually, makes more sense to say pronunciation from the yeah. verb to pronounce, but yes. lots of people like me say pronunciation. We change the pronunciation. Yes. When we change it from a verb to a noun, mm. but not everyone. So you don't. You keep that same sound. Oh yes, that's interesting, that's right. isn't it? The, yeah. The, the one very key word. word pronunci- yes. The key word of pronunciation <laughs> has two pronunciations or pronunciation. <laughs> that's a good one. I hadn't thought about that for a while. No, it yeah. just sort of hit me now when yeah. your speaker went. Oh, wait a minute. We say it differently. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay, good. So yeah, there you go. Pronunciation. There you go. Pronunciation of LinkedIn. And then, yeah, well, probably just worth talking about the evolution of LinkedIn a little bit. Obviously, I've spent a lot of time on LinkedIn, and I've seen it evolve a lot. I can remember when I started on LinkedIn, which was maybe seven, eight years ago, and uh, there was hardly anybody on there, very, very little content. Most people had their CVs, just pretty much, you know, their standard CVs on there. But now it's changed dramatically mm. and and people are you know adapting their profiles into much more sort of profiles where to to encourage sort of interaction to gain clients to get clients and and they're kind of it's really much more changed. of a network isn't it people it is exchanging information yeah. and yeah ideas mm. about work and etc yeah. etc and sharing things like your stuff people share with many other people that's right that's so right. i don't use it I and mean, you're very active mm. whereas i'm just the traditional you know i just put my profile there yeah seven eight years ago my cv and then just left it more or less sure 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 Another. yeah and i do get yeah. people i get quite regularly people do contact me through there right. see my profile and say oh i'm interested in if you were oh, interested yeah. in classes yeah yeah i'm not sure i've yeah. ever said yes to anyone but i can't right. remember maybe i've got one or two things but yeah yeah, so, yeah, you know, yeah. it does, it can be useful in that it sense. It can be, yeah. But yeah, but I'm yeah. not actively, I don't sort of go in there all the time and check it and yeah, and share yeah. things like, like you do. Yeah, I think yeah. that you can, you can have different perspective and use it in different ways. I think in that way, what you could say, you could use the expression, we are the almost the polar opposite, yeah, right? Polar opposite, in, good one, yeah. good expression. Yeah. Um, the polar opposite in the fact that you kind of like upload something and you just kind of leave it there whereas I'm kind of there almost mm. every single day trying to give some sort of content to to my followers mm. and so yeah it's basically your own choice and your own yeah how you, you want know. to use it what's what's yeah, relevant exactly. to you no? yeah yeah how many followers could. do you have I think you told me you have thousands, yeah I just recently reached I think 200,000 but since then it's wow. gone up another 5,000 so I think it's 200 wow. 200,000. Yeah. I don't have any because I don't have followers. I just, you know, I'm just, there yeah. And if people can find me if they're looking yeah. for a teacher or something or a translator, sure. 
Sure. So I use it yeah. in a very different way. It is purely really just to advertise yourself that you exist. And, you know, I yeah. am a teacher and a translator and I might yeah. get some work from it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Use it in a completely different way. Absolutely. The whole idea of it is the philosophy of content creation, okay, which is content creation, and you create that content, and it's a type of marketing. Obviously, the the content should be useful for the mm. people who are who are consuming it. So that's it's kind of a it's a it's a good way for, that people can get to know you. It's as simple as that, but mm. also be useful for those people, you know. So so that's really how it started. And it started many many years ago, and I and I originally thought that it wouldn't work at all, but then bit by bit, I got a little bit of traction and it kind of went sort of went into a sort of snowball effect let's say and i just thought well this is working so i basically just continued doing with what what i hmm. what i thought was you know seemed to be yeah i'd say for you it's you know? sort of marketing a way of making you yourself yes. known having a presence in sure in sure the absolutely. network yeah so you provide as you say you provide content people follow it follow you or and then some people, and this is where, you know, indirectly you can get work, but not yeah, in the course. way I do. So obviously yeah. some people who follow you and go, oh, this is really interesting. And they then maybe contact you about coaching. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And you obtain yeah. work from it. But that's, yeah. not, it's, you know, you're doing two things at the same time. Really. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a different type of thing. It's something that I yeah didn't really know much about at the beginning. Never thought that it would really work. And at the beginning, I didn't have much success either, to be honest. It was like it only got... A a, to, oh, yeah, to absolutely. Going. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Ah, so very, any listeners that could be people listening to this who have found the podcast but mm. don't know about you in LinkedIn. I have to be LinkedIn. LinkedIn. <laughs> concentrate. That's right. So, you know, you can advertise now and say, you know, you're also very active in LinkedIn where you do weekly posts, no, on different issues. Yeah, of daily it. Like the, daily the, posts, oh, It's yeah. daily, I thought it was weekly. Yeah, saying. daily. It shows daily how posts. little I look at it. <laughs> daily posts. And yeah. so, you know, similar to what we do in the podcast, but yeah. in a shortened version. Yeah. And that, you know, anyone interested in that? You know, look yeah. for Daniel in LinkedIn, not yeah. LinkedIn, and <laughs> follow right. his uh, daily posts. They're very, very interesting, very useful. Yeah, yeah, fantastic, good. Yeah, so there you go. A little bit, little bit of story about our LinkedIn stories. Let's say mm. Alistair's more traditional mm. polar route. opposites. He said, the polar opposite, North absolutely. Pole, South Pole <laughs> opposites. <laughs> That's right. So then we wanted to move on beyond beyond LinkedIn. We wanted to kind of like just tell a little story related to CVs and how to translate them, right, Alistair? Because you do have to be a little bit careful there, don't you? And and it's kind of you can come up against obstacles where you think, well, should I translate that or shouldn't I? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, maybe we can give a bit of an advice there related to you know what what strategy sh- people should have in terms of translating their yeah. CV into the English. Yeah, over the years, I'd, I've had people ask me or contact me about. Can you help me? Can you translate? I've got my CV in Spanish. Can you translate it for me or help me translate it? Or just questions about their CV. What, how do I say this? Or It's actually quite a difficult thing to translate. So there's not mm. that many words. Well, it depends. Some can be very long, but it's not obviously like thousands of word document. Mm. But it can actually take a long time because you, you have to make a lot of decisions, as you say, about obviously the certain mistakes you need to avoid where it could be like false friends that we've Mm -hmm. spoken about in the past, which we can talk about in a second, but also just like, what do you translate and what don't you? Uh, Mm. Some things are untranslatable or it doesn't make any sense to translate them. Yeah. Because you're actually talking about something different. So like your school education, your qualifications from school, from university won't have the same name. So like bachillerato, for example, in Spain. Now the equivalent in the United Kingdom is A-levels, 
Mm-hmm. But you know, in USA or Australia or New Zealand, they I don't know what they're called. They have another mm-hmm. name. So in each sure. country, that period of education or pre-university, if you like, will have a different name and the qualifications will have a different name. So you can't really translate it because you you know if you say A levels, but you didn't study A levels. That's a British concept. You studied yeah. bachillerato. Yeah. So do you translate it to A levels? I'd say no. Don't do that. Just no, keep it as bachillerato. Maybe put it in italics mm-hmm. to indicate that it, or in inverted commas, mm-hmm. and then either just leave it, or maybe another option. And these are the decisions you have to make that is, makes it difficult. Is maybe in brackets in parentheses. Mm-hmm. You can explain what that is in English because if you just put bachillerato, maybe what's that? So, for example, in brackets, you could say, you know, a high school certificate or equivalent to A level in UK. Maybe it depends who, where you're sending it to. Yeah, of course, absolutely. So, if yeah. you're sending it to maybe a British-based company, you might say equivalent to A level because yeah. they'd understand what that means. But if you sent it to a US company and you said A level, they'd have no idea what that was. Because yeah. they don't, they don't call it Ailum, maybe like high school education yeah, or something. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So you have to adapt it to where you're sending it to, but keep the word bachillerato because that's what it is. That's what you studied, mm-hmm. and then either explain what it is or, but don't just change it to A levels, for example. No, no, because no, that's that only be relevant wrong. in the UK, and you didn't study A. People would think, oh, did you study in England? A levels. Mm. is what somebody yeah. could think. <laughs> yeah, sure, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, so and all A-le- these questions all the way through the CV where you have to make yeah. those choices. Do you keep yeah. it in Spanish? Do you change it? Do you t- translate it or not? Yeah, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, that, that would be probably a mistake to, to, to just change it to A-levels because A-levels can often be very reduced number of subjects, right? Also, it can be just oh, like maybe yeah. three, le- three well, A-levels. Yeah, three A-levels, yeah. I think. Three, some people do more, but some generally... Four, yeah, you very unusual to do more than four. Yeah, whereas bachillerato is often quite a lot more subjects. Yeah, so six, seven, eight, you, and it's yeah. a different concept. Well, it's the same yeah. idea. It's, it's the thing that you have to study to be able to obtain the results you need to enter university. Yeah. So it has the same function, but yeah, it's a completely different system and what you study. So I think like in Spain, they have to, there are certain set subjects that everyone has to study English, Spanish, and I don't know, philosophy or something. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Now, in England, it's completely different. No, you just choose exactly. You can specialize yes, 100% right. in humanities or science. And there's no subjects that are standard that you have to, there's no obligatory subject. Yeah. So, you know, I did economics, history, and geography. So I Mm. completely gave up all science because I was very bad at it. Maths, physics, chemistry, English language. Right, right. Whereas in Spain, there are certain common subjects like English that I think all students have to study. Sure. So even if you want to study science and become an engineer at university, I think you have to do philosophy, English, and Spanish, and I don't Mm. know what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. very different system. So you can't really say, yeah, A-levels because it's not the same thing. It's not the same, no. Yeah, so be careful with that, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. maybe you need a little explanation in brackets or, I mean, there's different ways of doing it. No? Yeah, but yeah, it does. Pro- it's not easy to do a CV. No. For example, the name of your university, that you can translate, not the name of the university. So for example, Compot- Universidad Compotense mm-hmm. de Madrid, you can say, you know, the Compotense so you don't change that because you can't translate it. It's it's a proper name. Mm-hmm. So you might say Compultense University of Madrid. Yeah. So you can translate yeah. university, but not Compultense. Yeah. yeah. Or yeah. Autonomo. So you might say the yeah. Autonomo University of Madrid. But don't put, how would you translate Autonomo? 
Autonomous, yeah. Autonomous, yeah. Don't say autonomous because that that's not its name. It's mm. not the sure. autonomous, it's the autonomous. So yeah. yeah. There's another example where maybe you write autonomo in italics or and yeah. then you just say university in Madrid, no? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so gonna, there's, yeah, there's gonna, all these yeah. decisions you have to make as you're sure. doing your C V. There will have to be a certain amount of Spanish on your CV if yeah, you are basically. It's impossible having, you to know, have it all, yeah. every word and, translated. And the, and the person would expect that, to be honest. You know, yeah, you, they you, know stu- you studied, you know, you studied, you studied in, in Spain. Spain. That's yeah. fair enough. You know, you're, the name of your university is going to be a Spanish name. So that's yeah. absolutely fine. Or the particular diploma certificate, yeah. whatever it is you've obtained, your qualifications will often, you know, yeah. the name will be in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, be careful there a little bit with the, those of translation. Obviously, translation is, is much, much easier these days. There are a lot of online tools that can help True. you. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, you have to be a little bit careful when looking at these details and don't just translate everything into English mm. because that doesn't that doesn't look great. And also, yeah, with those qualifications, as Alistair said, you know, just make sure that you you know, mention the actual qualification that you've received rather than just converting it into probably online, no doubt you can find all kinds of examples and yeah to help you with this absolutely i mean we we mm. kind of discussed this a little bit in terms of the structure mm. of a cv you know we came mm. up with a what is i suppose a kind of traditional a version of it in terms of like the different sections that potentially someone might include right in in mm-hmm. their in their cv now like as you as you probably when you come out of university you probably always put sort of your personal details and then education because you really haven't done that much yeah, so no the work experience yeah, at that point no work experience at all so but at the same time like maybe later on and this is kind of most of our listeners probably do have some level of work experience you probably want to focus on that work experience so we kind of came up with a bit of a structure that we thought would be okay for an english cv or on a cv that would be sent to maybe an international company an english company mm. an american company right and we came up with these six different areas and, and probably for most of our audience it'll be quite obvious what these are but we'll just run through them the first is obviously the whole idea of putting your contact details that's kind of fairly standard they need to know how to get in, back in contact with you probably you would send it as an attachment and an email so they can probably contact you anyway yeah. but Name, still address phone yeah. number email your photo these days you always upload a photo which wasn't that's necessarily right. the case in the past that's right well that's kind of interesting as well now mm. this is also partly maybe because mm. you arrived in spain a little bit earlier than i did right mm. now the the whether here in spain i noticed that on the cv you they always put a photo right that but is true as, yeah even as, when you used to stick it literally on a piece of paper no sticking yeah like yeah. a passport photo yeah but by the time i was leaving the uk it wasn't very good practice to put a, a photo on hmm. but i think interesting because you can just upload them into yeah but so but like, it's kind of like this whole idea of discrimination you see and so uh, that's one of yes, the reasons that they're not, supposed, that to they're not supposed to see you it should be an assessment on just your you know your qualifications so kind of really interesting there as well they they may say in the whole sort of process of you submitting your cv that you might not or you shouldn't submit a, a photo you know it's quite quite interesting certainly definitely the case in the uk i think more and more that they do not want to see a photo because they because they do not want to be sort of uh well, there's human resources anti-discriminatory yeah exactly and, yeah exactly so the so, the yeah. panel of people or whatever is doing the selection process not supposed to know maybe yeah. the, they don't even know you're a man or a woman well yeah exactly extent. yeah yeah uh, but definitely yeah. not you know your your race or color or yeah to try absolutely. to avoid yeah i yeah. thought about it. it's true yes yes yeah yeah 
It was becoming more and more prevalent as I was just before I left the UK. So that's kind of interesting. But, but then obviously, when, I came, when you go into social media like LinkedIn, you you put you a can see the photo. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so, so it's yeah. kind of a little bit doesn't make sense, but mm. it is just the way it, it is working mm. like that. What mm. was working? So mm. yeah, it's true. It does you can there are work you know you can work around it if you really want to find a photo of that individual, then you can on LinkedIn probably. But yeah. Yeah, interesting. So yeah, the first one contact details, the second one, probably a professional summary, so that people can really kind of get an idea of what you're all about in the first few paragraphs, right? And this is kind of where you kind of really sell yourself, because maybe, you know, you have, you probably only got a few seconds to attract the recruiters attention. So you really have to sell yourself in that particular paragraph of a professional summary. So kind of encouraging them to, to read on and get into more details about you. So that's, that's important as well, the summary Mm -hmm. at the top. Yeah. Then, edu- then education probably education to a certain degree I think is is probably important. And afterwards, you can get into your professional experience in more detail. Okay, maybe going into the different types of projects that you've done, the experience that you got from them, the skills that you learned, and in fact, skills is the next section. You know, so you might talk about all those projects that you've been involved on, involved in, involved in. and mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. and. And then you go and talk about the skills that you've developed. Now, you might have skill, those skills you might have developed through those projects, right? But also you might have done some training. And so you might want to mention your, your training or in that, in that skills section, right? Yeah, and um, important to note the difference between education and training. That's right. That's right. Think, absolutely. I'm not quite sure on Spanish CVs. Maybe they just put formación they do, to include yes. everything. Mm. Because educación here can mean like politeness, no? To, yeah. As a different yeah. meaning, yeah. potentially. So uh, yeah, in English, you say education is school and university. Yes. Uh, yes. And then training is, well, training courses you've done in whatever it may be, you know, in Excel, IT, human resources. So things you've often done later in short training courses you've done at work or in other other things, no post-university. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And then the last section might be additional information, which is always another tricky element. And I think that many people kind of not sure exactly what to put in there. Now, obviously, there are the standard things. Yeah, Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Probably not. I would no. say probably not. I think they used to do that like 20 years ago. A lot yeah, of people used to put on like hiking in the mountains yeah, or, you know. And- yeah traveling yeah but i think that's become almost a little definitely much more irrelevant right and i Mm. think that you know you don't want to fill up uh, such precious space Mm. with with things like that maybe that maybe they would like to know what you like to do in your spare time but most of the Mm. time i think additional information should really be actual useful information so things like related to whether you can drive a car you have a full driving license or Mm. and and potentially or languages they languages i mean you know languages could be in skills obviously if it's a really yeah, it could be in you skills know, that's true. it could be it again could that's be. another decision sometimes where do you put something because it could go in two sections yeah yeah absolutely yeah, maybe better in skills putting your mm. language skills now. yeah any, any qualifications you have in language or just level yeah yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, it's, it's those, those, those are kind of important decisions and some, some, some that you need to really think about. Obviously, mm. there's no right or wrong here, but you just have to kind of make, make an assessment about what you think would be right for you and what would fit, what would create the best impression, right? That's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Um, and then just kind of moving on from that, you kind of really want to make sure that your CV 
is sort of tailor-made, right? This is more customized. And this is kind of like almost impossible to do on LinkedIn, but certainly is very possible if you're sending something directly to to an yeah. employer or yeah, a, a potential employer. Yeah. yeah. So it's important to do your your kind of research, your investigation, right? It's super important mm. to to make make it clear that you've done your sort of homework let's say mm-hmm. and that you kind of really do want this position and 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 you kind of looked into what the company does their background their history mm-hmm. and you know throughout it you can probably really make it clear that you have you know you just want to make sure that the person who's reading your particular cv understands that you have done your 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 research related to the actual position and you've actually mm. read the advert that you might have yeah, seen job, or whatever the job you know, description and the, the job uh, description absolutely. requirements or requisitos no the requirements yeah. of the job the job description mm. and then you tailor make tailor make yeah. or you customize your cv to to that particular position so obviously you emphasize your work experience or skills for that particular post you know based absolutely. on the job description yeah so you don't want to spend lots of your CV using up space talking about irrelevant things you've done or skills you have or, or qualifications are not relevant to that particular post. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So you want it to be customized yeah. or as we say, tailor to tailor, to individualize yeah. your your CV to it. So you may have several CVs, no? You're more than you one. You might do. You might do. Absolutely. You might do. Emphasizing yeah. different aspects of your experience and, and skills, depending on what kinds of job or what kind of company you're applying to. Or yeah. in LinkedIn might be different, more general, mm. a more standard, mm. typical CV, perhaps. Yeah. And this is, of course, where the covering letter comes in uh, quite yes. a lot as well. Yeah. You know, covering letter is clearly the letter that you send with mm. your CV. Now, again, the, all of these days, I, uh, you know, it would all be attachments to an email, presumably. Mm. But but a covering letter also would demonstrate just exactly how much research you've done, how willing you are. And we'll come on to, well, next week, I think we'll come on to more words that were super useful in terms of mm. demonstrating your willingness or your enthusiasm related to this particular position that you might be interested in right yeah, so it's a difficult one the co- that's another thing people often ask help with to translate their covering letter sure and sure. that can also be difficult yeah mm. it can be very very difficult and you know it's uh, it's that is that is something that is much more you know there's not so much structure to it there's a little bit more flexible mm. and you need to get as much information again as possible to 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 incorporate into that so that that you that they feel as if you have you know the right skills for the particular mm. job you're Maybe hitting done, all the you know yeah, hitting done all some the, research about the company you know what they do mm. So that you yeah. can, you know, focus maybe on that. Yeah, yeah. it's quite a different. Yeah. I'm sure. Again, in internet, I'm sure now. Well, I know you can find, yeah, sort of hundreds sure. examples of, of, of those covering kinds letter. of like covering letters, and then you can sort of take bits from different ones and yeah. adapt it to your own personal situation. Absolutely, absolutely. But at least absolutely. give you some ideas of how to structure yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, yeah, there you go. That's a little bit about the structure of CVs. But what we wanted to do as well was kind of just cover a few of those words that people need to be careful, right, with you know when they're Uh, when they're kind of famous false friends that the famous false friends many times in our that's right. Now we may we may have covered some of these already, but I think it's kind of like yeah, it's worth yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So let's go through a few of those. The first one that we thought about was degree. Here you use the preposition in a degree in. I've got a degree in chemistry right now spanish speakers might get tripped up there might yeah they, with they korea because it's yeah. carrera university yeah. 
universitaria. And then you have carrera profesional. Mm. Whereas in, in English, a career is only your professional career. It's your job. Mm. What you do is your career after university. Yeah. So after university, you begin, hopefully, a, a career. Yeah, it's your exactly. work. At university, you study a degree. That's right. Exactly. I think so. now somebody told me that now in Spain, they're starting to use the word grado. Ah, so yes, that's right. That's it's right. becoming more fashionable. So grado yeah, yeah. is easier to grado degree. It's more simple. Yes. Yes, that is easier. That yeah. is easier. Yeah. But don't yeah, say, okay. Mike, I have a career in chemistry. That's you right. You have a degree yeah. in chemistry. From Absolutely. Yeah. Important again in your on your CV, but also really important in the interview. Okay. You because mm, you, 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 you probably will mention that. You will mm. mention that, and so you you know use the right word there. Degree. I have a degree in mm. right preposition in there. Really super important. The next one is masters, and this is apostrophe s, and you'd also say masters in, and of course. Here is also problematic, right? Because uh, Spanish speakers often use a different word, right? Here, well, the word they, a master, yes. Because really, what it is is that the reason it's apostrophe s is a master's degree mm-hmm. in chemistry, for example, or whatever yeah. it may be. Yeah. So what we do is we abbreviate from the master's degree. We omit the word degree and just say mm-hmm. a master's apostrophe, yeah. not plural, but apostrophe s. You say I have yeah. a master's in chemistry, yeah. but Spanish people usually say a master. Un master. Yes. It's a little detail, but you know, on your CV, you want to get it correct. Yeah, yeah I, it, I, it is. A master's in yeah, something. Yeah. It's a little detail, but it was one that I noticed immediately when I came here to Spain. Mm. That somebody said, oh, I'm doing a master in, you know, just mm. just straight. No no S at the end there at all. Mm. And yeah. super important to have the S at the end. Yeah. yeah. Masters. Yeah. Mm. I've got a master's in, also, also otra vez in, with the preposition in. in. Yeah. Okay. Super important. And then the last one would be a doctorado, okay? Of course, in Spanish would be doctorado. And in English, we would say a PhD, okay? Which is basically a, an abbreviation for a doctor of philosophy. So again, you would use the preposition in. You say, I've got a PhD in whatever. Even, so yeah, so even if you're not studying philosophy, everything is a doctor of philosophy. That's right. So a PhD <laughs> in physics or a PhD in mathematics is... You're a doctor of philosophy, strangely. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, PhD. Important. Do you have a PhD, Daniel? I do. I do. Ah, yeah. In in what? In well, it was in. Well, let me think. <laughs> it's, been oh, a, it's been a. It's been a while, but it was. Mm. It, it was to do with urbanism or urbanismo. Okay, ah, so like urban kind of planning, like, town urban planning. planning. Yeah, very connected planning, to ar- architecture. Like. Yeah, that's architecture. right. That's right. Yeah, and, ah, the, so and you're the a doctor. Su- Doctor. Yes, <laughs> a doctor. Dr. That's Smith. right. I should that's refer right. to as Doctor Smith, <laughs> yeah. but not a medical yeah. doctor, not an, no, an not MD medical, medical yeah. doctor. No, it was all about sustainable urbanism. That's it. That was the oh, subject. Right. Sustainable urbanism. So it was all about sustainable cities and kind of making them right. more environmentally friendly. So yeah, yeah. very very interesting. Yeah. But and uh, now you're teaching long... English. So well, now I <laughs> yes. Or run an English academy or whatever. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was useful and interesting. It took me like sort of three, four years to do. No, wow. A little bit longer than that, to be honest. Probably mm. four, four, five, because it, it, cause I, I was... But you're working, uh, no? At the same yeah, time. Yeah, I was working, working at the yeah. same time. Often that's people right. do that that's when right. they do a doctorate. Yeah, yeah. But it was good, but just maybe not as useful as I thought it would be. So yeah, yeah, you always have to be careful with these PhDs. You know, you think they're a great thing, but then Mm. at the end of the day, what you're going to do with them? You know, that's, I didn't know. So yeah, yeah. One other, I mean, probably people don't make a mistake with this, but just in case, if you're going to put your contact details, Mm. uh, obviously the word is address. 
Yes. Direction. Don't put direction. So that's right. To that's direction, right. as in where you live, mm. is your address. So that's yeah. just one, you know, to avoid that silly mistake. Yeah. And also, yeah, yeah. we were talking before about I have some clients who refer to their departments in their company as yeah. la dirección. They say la dirección yeah. de recursos humanos or formación. Ah, yes. yes. And I always have to correct them and say, no, department. Yes. So it'd be the human resources department or the training department, not the direction. Yes. Yes, that's mm. right. That's right. There's a, lots of connections to that word, dirección, right? Because like also B, sometimes when it's like in the inverse way, so when some somebody's an employee and they're talking about the board of directors, they might say yeah. el dirección nos han dicho. Okay. okay, so... Yeah, the people um, directing the company. Directing the, the company, yeah. So the there you would talk about the board of directors. Yeah, so that, The directors you, who sit on the board of directors, who yeah, make so, the big decisions about yeah. the, the company, no? Yeah, dirección itself can be a bit of a, tr a problematic word. I can remember coming here to Spain and like be, be, it being the opposite for me. Like I, I used to think, okay, I want to say the word address, you know, address, address, but then I, like, it was really difficult for me to get the word dirección. Like, well, you know, yeah, because was, then you hard. ask people in the street for directions. That's right. That's so right. Then we do That's use right. the word direct. You know, when yeah. you ask somebody, ah, oh, where is the, the, I don't know, the museum? Yeah, so you're asking for directions. That's right. And in Spanish so, is direcciones, no, but yeah. but we don't use it for the actual where the museum is, is the museum's address. If you want to mm -hmm. send them a letter, yeah. you need to know the address of the museum. But if you want to find the museum, when you're walking around the street and you've got a street map and you're lost, you ask somebody for directions. That's right. Which can so, be yeah, confusing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm. that whole, yeah, those, those, mm. those words in general mm. can be a bit confusing in between mm. Spanish and English. So yeah, be careful with those. And, and a few others that we also came across were the whole idea that Spanish speakers often say feo, right? They just kind of oh. see those, word, those letters and they just read them out straight. So it's kind of like el feo me ha dicho or el feo nos yeah. ha, whatever. Um, and of course, that that's not right, right? We we don't we don't do that in English. We actually actually specifically mention yeah, or pronounce each pronounce letter individually. Each letter, that's yeah, right. So we don't make it into a word. C O. No. You say C E O, which that's is more right. difficult because you know it's slower. <laughs> you have to pronounce each letter, yeah. but you don't say C. If you say to an English speaker, native speaker, you know the the C O. People go the C O. What's that? They wouldn't yeah. probably wouldn't understand. You say no, the C E, the Chief Executive Officer. So the C E O. Yeah. Yeah. So you have to pronounce each letter individually. Yeah, and not it goes C O. For, and it goes for the other the other types of you know roles mm. in companies as well. Well, if it's the C F O, it's all you oh, also Chief have financial to financial officer. officer. Yes. That's right. Yes. Yes. Or Although C F O is difficult to make into a word. That's so. true. <laughs> yeah. That's so, true. So, so, so for, no. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Mm. So that's less less common. But but you know all of those the C F O the C E O the C T O which is technology I think or technical yeah, have, at least. Yeah. yeah. So you have to so. pronounce each letter. Yes. In individually yeah yeah because yeah. in spanish so they have a tendency with other things as well when you have an abbreviation where an acronym is to if the letters form a word like the, mm. theo or seo mm -hmm. they they tend to do that they make it into a word yeah it's well it's easier quicker no to say it, it is but it in is. english yeah. we well maybe we do that sometimes but most of the time when you have an acronym you have to pronounce each letter individually yeah 
Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. And just finally, really, we were we were talking about the whole idea, and I think we've mentioned this in the past as well, is you should be careful with I'm the responsible for, oh, right? Yes, now this is classic. this this is a classic and something that probably you might put on your CV. And so that's why we came up we've come up with it again. I'm the responsible for coming yeah, from, from, of course, el responsable. El responsable. Yes, exactly. exactly. And in English is not a noun, it's an adjective. So you can say yeah. I am or I was responsible for something, human resources department or people, you know, six yeah. people as a manager. Yeah. So instead of saying el responsable, the responsible, you have various possibilities. Now I was the head of human resources, the director, the manager the boss or a good one is stay in charge of mm-hmm. so instead of yeah. saying i was in charge of this 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 yeah yeah but don't say i was the responsible of yeah 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 mm. yeah you got two options there really if you can try to remember i was in charge of you remembering mm. specifically that preposition a preposition because you always prepositions are very connected in these ca- cases you can't mm. really use other ones there's not much flexibility there so you have to say in charge of or responsible for okay yeah. and not putting an article in front of uh, yeah, the, uh, responsible the yeah. the that responsible. is the key mistake yeah. yeah lots and lots of people retain yeah, so that because you say yeah. el responsable so you say yeah. the responsible yeah yeah, so do be careful with that. Yeah. Mm. Good. All right. Well, Alistair, thank you very much for all of that. I think I'll just do a quick summary of the episode just so that everybody knows exactly what we've done. We started out obviously with CVs and the difference between CV and resume. Also, the whole idea of the word curriculum and what that actually means and how you should probably try to avoid it because it's much more connected to a school curriculum. We told the story of LinkedIn and how Alistair uses it and how I use it. And And I pronounce it wrong. Wrong <laughs> yes, that you pronounce it the Spanish mm. way, which is fair enough considering that it was established and started when you were here in Spain. Yeah. Then we talked about a little bit about translations of CVs and you know how you have to be a little bit careful with those key elements within the in the CV. You know, some of it will have to be in Spanish. Keep it in Spanish if necessary, and if 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 you really feel that you have to be super clear, then put something in brackets to make it absolutely clear to the reader. Mm. But they are not easy necessarily. So yeah, be careful with those translations of CVs. Then the structure of a CV. TV, which I think is fairly traditional you, you you still probably don't hasn't changed that much but obviously if you the more experience you have the higher up that educate sorry the, the experience your work experience should be so kind of really important to engage the reader's intention right at the beginning kind of making sure it's clear making it clear exactly what you can bring to the role that they're looking looking for yeah. for someone no? really important then of course yeah you should make it tailor-made it should be tailor-made it should be customized you know they, you should, they should see that you've made the effort not just to send a standard template of a cv and of course the the covering letter should also be very very specific to the actual role so as long as do your research your investigation and get all the information in there more likely you will be successful so really important really really important to do your homework after that, we talked about a few key mistakes that might, yeah, might occur if you ha- mm. if you haven't thought about it carefully. Degrees, masters, PhDs. Be careful with all of those, and then also a few other words or a few other sort of false friends, such as "I am the responsible." Be careful. Remove the "the" there. You can't say "the responsible." Say "I'm responsible for" or "in charge of." And of course, the Theo, which have to, ha- you actually have to say, it's T E O, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So I think that was the summary. So as usual, Alistair, thank you very much. Really great to to be here and to discuss all those things. Quite yeah. a long episode, but yes, I think it was worth today, it. But, yeah, I think it's worth it. And we may perhaps follow it up with some more things about yes, these, no? yes, I think ideas, so. Yeah, more yeah details, yeah, you know, or yeah. words, some keywords, keywords, yeah. key expressions. Key, you yeah. Could use. Yeah, because, you know, you can use simple mm. words on a CV, but you also want to demonstrate your ability to mm. extend your vocabulary range. So, you know, mm. we have to give you a few tools in terms of making it clear and making it being concise and also just making it really something nice to read, obviously, as well. You know, your CV mm. has to be nice to read. It but has not to too be... long. That's another consideration. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because you concise. don't want to bore the people with pages and pages and pages. So it's, it's finding that balance is difficult between you want to obviously mention as much as possible about your experience, etc. But, you know, don't make it too long because then the people are not going to read it. That's right. That's right. So absolutely. again, that's, that's, you know, difficult yeah, there are well, a few a few golden rules related to that, right? I think that, mm-hmm. you know, maybe one page should be, you know, one page can be great, two pages maybe maximum, you know? So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, really important to, to keep it concise, absolutely, as well, yeah. too. Yeah, okay. good. Yeah. Fantastic. Anyway, Thank you very much, as, as you. always. <laughs> yeah, and I will see you next week, Alistair. Yeah, All right. see you next week. Ciao. All right, Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye. see you then. Bye-bye.